Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Future Forward. I'm your host, Dexter Hutchins, and today I'm joined by Chris Matthews. Hi, Chris. Hi, Dexter. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you um, coping with the pandemic? Um, well, surprisingly enough, I'm, um, I'm busier than ever. It's, uh, you know, at the university, people are coming to the end of their academic year, so it's final exams, final coursework, and all that kind of stuff. But I have to say, I'm very... Um, positively uh, surprised at how good everyone and how well everyone's adapting to this um, you know this virtual world yeah um, and obviously um, we know each other from university you was my lecturer yeah. last year at London South Bank um, but before that you've kind of had a great career working in many different businesses so would you mind kind of talking through um, what some of those businesses were what you've done there um, your career journey, what you enjoyed, and the challenges you faced. Yeah. Please. Okay. Well, um, I uh, grew up on an, an Essex um, council estate um, from a big part of a big big family. I left school at sixteen, went to work in a factory, um, and did an engineering uh, apprenticeship because it seemed like it was a good, um, steady, steady job, a safe job. Um, and, uh, you know, I got my engineering qualifications, but I it never really, you know, I never really loved, loved it. I wasn't a natural um, engineer. And then uh, one day uh, my boss came up to me and said that, um, you know, he'd like me to take over the project I was working on to run, to run the team, to manage the team. Um, and the reason for that, really, there wasn't that they wanted me necessarily to do it, but they wanted to promote my boss. So they needed someone to take his place. Um, you know, I was a little bit unsure about that. But um, part of my negotiations with them was that they would send me to uh, college uh, to, uh, through a day release scheme to learn how to become a, a manager. It wasn't till um, a bit later that I discovered really that um, it wasn't about being educated. It was about your your personality and your personal attributes and how you dealt with people and your people skills that made you either a good manager, an effective manager, or or, or not. But um, you know, on on the Friday, I was an engineer. Not very, not necessarily that you know that enthusiastic about an engineering career. On Monday, I became the leader of the the team, and from that minute onwards, I absolutely loved it. I went from being a probably the worst engineer in the world to, you know, not a bad manager, not a bad team leader. Um, so to cut a long story short, um, I did. I just kept going to um, various courses, attending, passing various courses, till eventually um, in 1990, probably um, before um, most of the people listening to this podcast were even born, I got my, got my MBA. Um, and the thing about the MBA was that not, that it was the knowledge that I'd gained and the work that I'd done that, that changed my career. And it did change, but it changed my career, changed my life. It was what it did, what it did for me. Uh, it changed the way I thought about the world and more importantly, how I thought about myself. It gave me more confidence, I got more self, you know, better self-esteem. And then, you know, lo and behold, I started getting jobs that previously I wouldn't even have been able to, um, you know, dream about. Um, most of my career uh, I spent in, in high tech, um, one of the most, uh, probably one of the most interesting uh, areas of that was in the early days of the internet. I worked for a com company called chumbo.com and we sold software 
um, using using the internet. And um, for two years in a row, in the in the mid nineties, we um, beat Amazon to um, the award for the best place to shop on 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 the web. So two years in a row, and I wonder what ever happened to Amazon. Um, but what it did teach me about business was that you need a sustainable business model. Now we had a business model that worked for um, you know probably two or three or two or three fantastic years, but we just it just wasn't sustainable. We couldn't we could we just couldn't make enough money um, out of the way we the way we were doing things, and also we might, possibly we were a little bit too early. Um, and what the other thing I've learned is that very often you 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 know very clever things because it was a clever thing the way way we worked um, the way we used the internet to to um, uh, find the best prices for the products that we sold to the to the to the um, end user. Um, if the customer doesn't value it, then you're not you know it might be very very clever, great technology, very innovative. But if the customer doesn't value it, then you don't really have a successful business i continued my my career in various man i ended up being um the uh managing director for europe the middle east and africa um for another software marketing company um and at the same time I, I kind of felt i wanted to put something back you know i'd been very lucky in my in my career so i became a non-executive director um of a national health an acute national health trust uh, i did eight years um uh on that on that board um i was i was um chair of the governance committee uh, amongst other things and that's when you really um start to see what what um you know organizations about because in the past it was all about um in my in my private sector job it was all about really um making money uh, and that kind of thing in in the nhs it was about providing a service you know, where people, if you get it wrong, you know, people really can die. You know, it's 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 kind of, um, you know, coming home today in this strange situation we find ourselves in at the minute, just how, you know, valuable uh, the, the NHS is and how, how difficult it is um, to run a business of that size, the biggest, you know, it's the biggest employer in, in, in the UK. Um, and it's so, it is so, so complex. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, my career took another um, turn when we got to um, the crash in 2008, the, um, the recession. Um, my last job um, in, in my previous uh, company was to close down the Japanese office. And then on the 1st of January 2008, um, I found myself without a job, thought I was a bit too young uh, to retire. So uh, and no one was hiring in those days. So. I, I did what all good you know, entrepreneurs did. I started my own consultancy business, um, but the only contracts I could get were in the um, in the in the Middle East. So I ended up living in Dubai for a while, um, doing some really interesting uh, consultancy jobs, um, from you know technology to people launching apps to uh, providing advice for people who wanted to sell pillows and quilts to hotels which is a huge business in places like like dubai um and then i came back from dubai for a, i was actually on the board of my local uh, um fe college uh, as a business a business governor and we we struck a deal with anglia ruskin university and they built a campus on our site so we we're trying to amalgamate the best 
um, of FE te uh, technique, teaching techniques with um, the best of higher education. Um, and my the principal of the, of the college asked me if I'd, if I'd like, if I was enjoying what I was doing. I said, well, not really. It's okay. Um, and he said, well, would you want to come and teach? So that was the third, I suppose, my third career. So I um, uh, trained as a teacher, became a, became, a te became a teacher, then moved on to uh, Coventry University, then moved on to London South Bank University. And I can honestly say, out of all the I've all I've I've I kind of loved all my jobs and, and been satisfied by all my jobs, but teaching is the one that I absolutely um, think is my vocation, and I should have done it much earlier. So uh, kind of in the twilight of my career, you know, I've found um, the best the best the best fit for me. I think um, the the other thing I'd like to say is, I mean, even an old dinosaur like me, I mean, I've changed my career three times not jobs but career i've changed jobs much more than that the the people listening to this podcast will probably change their careers something like 10 times you know there's no such thing as jobs for life and it's so important for them to be prepared for that and and develop the, the transferable skills that they'll need to um you know enjoy the success that they, they want to enjoy yeah um and obviously you've had such a rich career um, Chris, um, your advice to young people, I mean, what can they be doing now to, to kind of start thinking about their career? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's been some um, lots of, um, you know, studies done that, you know, for example, you know, it was one by Dell not so long ago that said 85% of jobs that will exist in 2030 haven't even been invented yet. And also, you know, in the past 15 years, 52% of Fortune 500 companies, so it's the biggest companies in the world, have disappeared. So, you know, how do we as educators, um, you know, educate uh, young people and, and advise young people? Well, I think it's all about the soft skills. I mean, sure, you'll need the technical skills. You need to be competent. Um, you know, you need to be technically competent to know what you're doing. But I think equally, you need to focus on the soft skills, the skills, kind of skills and attributes that will set you apart from your competitors and allow you to be successful no matter which way the the, um, the market goes or, or which way technology goes. Um, so and, and things like being a good critical thinker and problem solver. I mean, that works across whatever you're going to do. Um, being able to make connections and see paths through complex ideas. Um and, and my personal favourite is being a good communicator and in particular listening well. You know, you have, you know, there's an old saying in sales training, you have two ears and one mouth, you listen twice as much as you speak. And there's three kinds of listening. There's kind of the me listening, you know, when, when you're listening to your internal, what you're saying internal, you know, you might be listening to this podcast and thinking, well, this is, you know, this is boring when I'm, I'm hungry, you know, when am I going to get something to eat? And that's kind of me listening. And then there's micro listening, which is what people will be doing when they listen to this um, this this podcast. You know, they're listening to um, just the words, uh, maybe a little bit of the tone and, and what I'm saying. And then there's macro listening, where you take in everything. You know, you 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 look at body language, you look at word, you look at the cadence, you look at the tone, and on all those kind of things. You know, and it's important, you know, to to make eye contact and and um, you know think about. 
you know, is, is the person relaxed and, and all that sort of thing. And in macro listening is when you really get the rich experience of, of listening. And it's so important in, in life, but in, you know, in particular in business, because, um, you know, this thing about, um, salesmen having the gift of the gab and, and all that sort of thing. In my experience, the best salespeople are the people that are the best administrators, the people that listen to what their customers are saying and get their customers to tell them, you know, what, what, what they need. Ask lots of open questions, you know, questions that begin with what, where, why, how, you know, those kind of things rather than uh, questions that can be shut down very quickly with a yes or with a yes or no. Because once you know what your customers' needs are, then you've got a good, you know, at least you've got a chance of trying to, um, uh, you know, address those and and, and uh, satisfy those. Being a good coach, you know, working with people, getting the best out of people in, in your team, being able to be coached yourself as well, you know, being open and receptive to people uh, working with you. Um, you know, possessing insights into others, you know, in, um, you know, including others with different values and different points of view, because you won't work with people that have always got the same values as, as you. It can, that can be as simple as someone who will get in on, on time at nine o'clock and leave at the office at five o'clock, whereas you will get in at, at whatever time, you, you know, you need to get in, whether it's six or seven o'clock and stay till the job's finished. doesn't mean um, they're wrong. It's just they have a different set of values to you and you have to be able to work with those with all different kinds of people uh, because, you know, you don't exist in a, in a vacuum when you're working, you know, having empathy toward, towards and being supportive of one's, you know, peers and colleagues is, is so important. And it's not be, having sympathy for them. It's having empathy, actually living what they're, they're living. And then finally, I think, you know, curiosity, questioning every, everything. Um, and, it, and it's not, just me that's saying that these are important you know we, we have local employers who contribute to our advisory board at the university they tell us that this is what they require and i've seen recent studies by companies such as google dell and apple who also highlighted a similar wish list for their most effective and successful employees now you know why are these so important well i've just said you know how do you how do you technically educate someone who um when you don't know what what roles they're going to be um you know, fulfilling in the future, but digital disruption and innovation have, you know, have created a rapidly changing business environment and it's changing more rapidly than ever before. Um, so I think, you know, it's not just a complex world of disruption. There's, there's so much information, so much data out, out there. And another, you know, factor I've come across in, in the last couple of weeks is in the past three years, 90% of the world's data was created. So in the last three years, 90% of all the data that was, that's available now was, was created. Um, so, so if you need to succeed in this world, you know, complex, a really complex world of disruption, um, you need the right, right tools, definitely. But I think more importantly, you need the right mindset. You need the ability to create, innovate, and in, uh, really importantly, adapt and change. Um, so, you know, I think the, the, you know, start thinking about, you know, what it is, you know, where, where, where you want to go, what it is, I would say, what it is you're good at, you know, and it's not a time to be, um, you know, overly, um, you know, modest. Everyone's good at stuff. You know, what are you good at? And optimize that, develop that to the highest, you know, the highest level you can think about the areas you need to develop, you know, 
are there things that are stopping you you succeeding or might stop you succeeding? Are there barriers getting in 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 your way? Um, and you know, if they seem insurmountable, we do a thing in our in our in our personal development coaching here, and we talk about changing the lens. So you view an issue or a problem from another perspective. For example, if you if you think you know I need to get I need to get fitter, um, but I don't have time to exercise because I'm I'm traveling to school in the morning um, and I'm coming home in the evening or traveling to work or coming home or in the evening I don't have time then you know maybe change the lens a little bit and think about well I'm going to get off the bus stop or the tube stop a stop early or two stops early and I'm going to walk into into work so you'll find a way of getting getting your exercise in without having to go to the gym or something like that um, and I would also say, study what you enjoy. You know, um, every successful person I know works hard and, you know, tries to work smart as well. Um, and it's much easier to work hard if you're enjoying what you're, what you're, what you're doing. Once again, with the, in the best sense of the word, it's time, you know, it's time when you're thinking about your career, you're thinking about your education, it's time to be a little bit, uh, um, you know, uh, a little bit selfish um and as i say in the nicest sense of the word um and choose what 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 you're interested in what you love um and and you've got much more chance of being successful i think yeah chris and you spoke about um other people's values um and kind of this person might go in nine to five whereas you're going in early and so on um and i think that's also important to know what your values are as a person as well so you make the choice to go in and finish your work and so on. But I mean, if you have a family and so on, you might choose to focus your values on uh, your family. And absolutely. That's where the that. empathy so think... thing comes in, you know, understanding what people, other people's um, priorities are. And, and, and one thing I don't want to come across as is, is that I'm advocating, um, you know, having a bad work life balance, you know, um, which so many people have yeah. have have these days. You know, I, I I kind of encourage everyone who used to encourage everyone that worked worked for me to try and have um, you know realize what's important in life and what's important to them. Um, you know, for example, when my children were growing up, I was traveling all over the world, but I still never missed a Christmas concert or a, a, a sports day or or anything like that. And I used to say to the people that worked for me. You know, you're not a hero to me if you're missing that stuff because you only get, you know, one chance, one chance at that. So I think it's really important to have a good work-life balance. And what science tells you about that and something we know, but we're really bad, is the better your work-life balance, the more productive you're going to be. You know, the longer you spend in, 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 in work, you know, you, 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 your um, productivity starts to drop off quite you know, exponentially when, when once you um, go over a certain amount of time. So you need to look after yourself. And I think being healthy mentally and physically, you know, you're, you're going to be a much more effective and productive uh, employee or a member of a team or member of an organisation. Yeah, brilliant, Chris. Um, and you touched on soft skills um, and the importance of those. Um, what's your kind of advice to young people? So obviously we're using these kind of skills all the time. I mean, it's really hard to notice them, but also to keep them yeah. aside for an example. Um, how can they be kind of picking up on when they are using these well, skills and then writing them down I somewhere? To yeah, I tell you what I, I do, and, I, and I've advised this, and someone actually said to me the other day who's applying for a job, 
um, we were talking, uh, three of us were talking, and someone said I, I, I'd given them a good piece of advice, which I'd forgotten. Um, because what I do is I use my notes um, app on my phone. And uh, I'm always putting things down, you know, um, making small comments. Uh, what, what we call in our coaching uh, system here, nutshells, you know, very small on, on what, you know, you may have achieved, what you've observed, what you're feeling, what you felt, any plans you've got, any questions you've got, anything else you want to look into and that kind of thing. And just note, note it down because oft, very often, you know, when you come to fill in a, a CV, uh, uh, an application form or, you're talking to a recruit, someone who's recruiting or something, you forget these things because, you know, you don't, it, because as you say, you just do them as you, as you, as you go along. Um, but also you can, you know, if you've observed something, you might have seen someone and you think, Oh, I really like the way they did that. I'm going to make a note of that and remember that next time, you know, something, something happens or this situation uh, uh, happens. So I'm, I'm all for noting stuff down. I mean, probably I do it more now because I'm old. And my memory is not as good as it used to be. But I would recommend anyone, you know, young people today have got so much going on. You know, a simple thing like, and you've always got your phone with you as well, which is great. So you can always make a, make a note. I mean, you can use a, you can take a photograph, you see something. Um, but I think it's very important to, to look at some of your, um, you know, don't just think about the, 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 the things that are easily observed. Think about your, you know, your gut feeling, you know, you, what, what you feel, because that's part of your brain, your limbic brain. Um, and it, it's a part that, um, you know, has a, has, a, has a capacity for feeling, but doesn't have a capacity for language. So, you know, when you get a situation where you've got all the facts in front of you, um, but something just doesn't feel right. Um, and it's, it really doesn't feel right. I mean, I, what I've noticed in my, in my life is, very often, the decisions I make based on my gut feeling, how I feel about something, um, have been the right decisions. And when I've tried to overthink and overanalyze things, they've very often not turned out the way exactly the way I um, I think about it. So I would say, um, you know, worry about, you know, be cognizant of the facts and, and of any situation, but don't ignore your gut. Don't ignore the, anything anecdotal that you've, you've seen. You know, the, these things, your, your mind works in a way that um, your brain works in a way where there's lots of things you probably can't actually, um, you know, crystallize, but it is, tell, it is telling you, it is telling you something. Yeah. Um, and on the topic of kind of skills and so on, we've not actually touched on it much mm. in this series of Your Future Forward. Um, but when you find out these skills and so on, and you've obviously got qualifications, how can you present this on a CV that's going to really catch think, the eye? I think, of um, well, first thing I would, I would say on about, about a CV um, from my experience is get everything, get the most important stuff on the front page that will, and, and check it on a, on a, on a computer screen or, or, a, or a phone screen to see what, actually is in the is in that screen you can see so because very often recruiters only look at that first page and if it doesn't have an impact um i think you can do it by um putting examples of what of what you've done you know of what you or, or how you've how you've um, achieved stuff um i think i think um you know it's 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 the extra bits that make you you, you stand out i mean what i found is you're going for a job 
um, say, say you're going for a job as a computer programmer, um, the, the organization recruiting you are going to expect you and, and to have the um, technical expertise. They'll take that as a given. It's all the other things on top of that. You know, you might want to put um, something, an example, where you've worked in a team or where you've led a team or where you've changed a, uh, a situation or, you know, that, that kind of thing. I think, it's, I think if you show people how you've applied these things rather than just putting, you know, the right words down, I think that, that, that goes a long way with, um, with recruiters. Yeah, that's great advice, Chris. Um, and obviously for these young people that are sitting there thinking about what they are going to do in life, um, obviously you're a prime example. You've changed careers multiple times um, and it's likely that they will too. Um, but when they're sitting there thinking about what to do, would you kind of advise to just do what, what they love or is there a strategic way they can go about well, I think, working I think out what they want to well, do? Maybe the way to do it is, is look at what success looks like for you. What do you think of as 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 success? And it's different for for different 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 people. Um, and then think about um, you know how how you're going to achieve that. So what what skills will you need? I mean, sometimes you will need some technical skills, you know, um, and and you'll need some soft skills, particularly communication. You know, in my experience working. Um, in management consultancy, nearly every organization I went into to change, just to address a problem, the root cause of that problem was communication of some sort, miscommunication, poor communication, inadequate communication, inappropriate communication. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the building block of, of human life, really human interactive uh, interactions. Um, so I would, I think, so think about the skills you'd need. Um, then what, other attributes, you know, empathy, kindness, you know, your work ethic, you know, that kind of thing. And then what you'll need to uh, develop, you know, and, and that's, that's, that, that's um, kind of up to you. But what I would say is definitely go with something um, you enjoy. I mean, it's sometimes very easy to go into a career because you think it's going to be stable, it's going to be, um, you know, kind of uh, in a way safe, you know, and it, it may be reasonably well paid and that, and that kind of thing. But, you know, you're going to be working for, what, 40 years, something like that, or, or you know, at least you don't want to, you know, go to something you don't enjoy for, for that, for that um, period of time. And while I'm on this, I, what I would say as well is whatever you end up doing, you know, enjoy the journey. Don't just focus on the destination because very often when you get there, you're often disappointed or, or disillusioned. And just one other thought that's come to me is that one of the things that's, that's changing our society at the moment are things like artificial intelligence. And in the past, we've always thought about these kind of automations as, as replacing uh, manual work, for example. But with um, uh, artificial intelligence and, you know, and the application of AI, very often it's going to be more higher, higher skilled jobs. For example, a lot of accountancy um, you'd think of accountancy as a very safe, um, you know, well-paid job. But in the future, a lot of accountancy um, processes are going to be done by uh, artificial intelligence. And also people are using artificial intelligence for even things like medical procedures and things like that. So it's a, it's a real game changer, the way technology is disrupting all these, or you know, for every aspect of our life. 
Yeah, and throughout this kind of podcast, you've um, referred to coaching and you've asked some kind of questions um, to do with coaching and so on. Um, normally, this involves kind of a group of people or one person talking with a coach. Um, but in this kind of bizarre situation that we're in, is there any way that young people can kind of yeah, coach Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things we, we talk about. I mean, we do coach people in, in groups, but we also get them to um, think about um, how they could coach themselves. So that sounds kind of a bit, a bit bizarre, but you know, one of the things we, we think about is, you know, we believe here, uh, and I've been coaching now for 30 odd years, that you are the expert on yourself. You might not realize it so much. You might need some tools and techniques for getting things, um, you know, out, 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 out of yourself. Um, but you are definitely the expert on, on, on yourself. And I, I always like to start on the positive. So I always like people to think about what are they good at, you know, and, and try and think how you optimize that. And I've had people say to me, every, every class I do on coaching, every coach, coach oh, I'm not good at anything. You know, there'll be a few people. Well, that's just not true. I don't believe that of any, any. And then, you know, how do you need to develop and go back to this thing about what's stopping you succeed? What barriers are there? You know, very often you have good intentions, but, um, you, you know, in nothing in that, you know, it just doesn't start. You don't get started. So what is it that's getting getting in in, in your way? Um, and also another thing, if you're if you're feeling a bit, you know, kind of especially on this in this kind of environment, sometimes you, you know, think we all have down days and things like that. You're feeling a bit, you know, in about of sorts or something like that. Think about what you're grateful for. You know, do, do this thing about a, a, a gratitude. Think about, um, you know, what is it that you, you can be grateful for? And you kind of find that you're, 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 you're uplifted just by once you start realizing, you know, you know, the good things that are going on in your life, the good things that are happening, then you can, then, then you can start again. And I would really go back to this thing about changing the lens. You know, try and look at alternative ways to, to, to think about things because, you know, one thing I, I I think I can say in um, that from my experience, my observations during during my life is that as long as you're healthy, every other problem is so every other issue is solvable. You know, it's one way or the other. It might be really difficult and it might be you know tough, but there there's there's always a solution. Yeah, that's brilliant, Chris, and I think that's a that's kind of a lovely point to finish on. Um, Thank you so much for your time and advice today. Um, I think it's going to be really helpful for young people up and down the country. Um, okay. So thank, thank you, Dexter. You it's a real, been a real pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Chris.